Okay, uh, we do want to welcome you to the Teal Shirt Report uh, podcast today. My name is Scott. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a few days since we uh, came to you, but, you know, obviously things have been happening. Uh, the NFL draft is coming up. I'm, I'm kind of putting to the side the mock drafts out there. We're not going to really go over a mock draft today. We're getting very, very close uh, to the draft. Now, mock drafts are okay, something to look at, and – you know, when you lose, like the Jaguars have lost for many years, you know, there's really only been, there was really only one winning season in the Dave Codwell era. What was he, the general manager for seven years with the Jaguars going on to his eighth and then he got fired? So Codwell as a GM had one winning season, one playoff season. It was a good it was, you know, it was a good playoff run, a couple of playoff wins, an AFC championship uh, game appearance, um, which led to a disappointing loss against the Patriots, where the Patriots were penalized one penalty for 10 yards. I could go on all day about that. But we're talking about going forward with new Jaguars coach Urban Meyer now, general manager Trent Baalke's the guy that <clears throat> Meyer is – you know, is, is really comfortable with. And, and really a lot of what we've talked about over the last several months has come to fruition. You got your, your high profile coach, a general manager that uh, Urban Meyer is comfortable with in GM Trent Baalke. Next up the draft. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick. The national media can't stand it, but, but here we go. We're not going to get into mock drafts, but right now, I'll only mention the top three guys, Trevor Lawrence going to the Jags, Zach Wilson from BYU, most likely the Jets, Mac Jones. Most of your mocks, most of your mocks, 60% or more of the mocks are probably saying Mac Jones. The interesting guy is Justin Fields, the quarterback from Ohio State that used to be at Georgia. Where does Justin Fields go? He could go, you know, he could go anywhere, literally, depending on the team. I mean, if the Jets all of a sudden at number two said, hey, we're picking Justin Justin Fields, which isn't, you know, gonna gonna happen, but you never know what the Jets will pull on draft day. Their their fans have, have had a lot of disappointments on draft day on the pick. They haven't always been behind the pick. So the Jags obviously are gonna get behind the Trevor Lawrence pick. If it's not Trevor Lawrence, oh my goodness. There's no way it's not going to be Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence at number one to the Jags. Zach Wilson, number two to the Jets. More than likely, a greater than 50% chance, probably around 60%, Mac Jones ends up with the 49ers with the third overall pick. Where does Justin Fields go? Literally, he could go anywhere from 2 to 11. You know, most likely it's going to be 4 to 10 in that area you know, as far as the overall pick, but we'll see. And that's really all I'm going to talk about as far as the, the other teams, okay? We're talking about Trevor Lawrence and the number one overall pick to Jacksonville. We're going to, we're talking about pure elation. We're talking about a city, Jacksonville, Florida, that is going to completely erupt when his name is called. When his name is called on Thursday, it's going to be on Thursday, April the 29th, the day that I live in infamy. Uh, you know, headlines to the local Times Union Jacksonville paper says Thursday's draft could transform the Jaguars for years. And yes, 
Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. The the city, the city of Jacksonville, Duval, Duval, North Florida. All the Jaguars fans, the true Jaguars fans, are going to erupt in elation when his name is called. Trevor Lawrence, his name will be called as the number one pick overall for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're sponsored today by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, Anchor's got all the tremendous creation tools, and we've seen a lot of enhancements and improvements with Anchor over the last seven or eight months. So Anchor.fm. Uh, you know, sponsor of the Till Shirt Report podcast. Also, Saucer Realty. My, my good friend, uh, Larry Saucer, you know, can handle your real estate needs, home, residential, business, commercial. You can go to our website at bigjreport.com and scroll down about halfway through the homepage, and you'll see a link for Saucer Realty, whether it's uh, home, residential, business, commercial, real estate. You're thinking about moving to this, this beautiful North Florida area where the weather's been outstanding. We've had some rain off and on, but that's part of it. But uh, if you're thinking about moving to this beautiful area of North Florida, remember one name, Saucer Realty. That's right, Larry Saucer. You go to um, go to our website, bigjreport.com. Again, scroll down about halfway through the homepage. You'll find the North Florida weather information, 24-7 North Florida weather. You'll find the link for Saucer Realty. Uh, about halfway down the homepage in the weather information, maybe a little further down than halfway, but check it out. Saucer Realty for your home, residential, real estate needs, business, commercial. They've always got something going. They've got plenty of listings with Saucer Realty as well. So remember, go to bigjreport.com, scroll down to the weather information, and uh, click on the link to go to Saucer Realty. Check out the real estate, the real estate situation. If you got questions, about real estate, contact the man and his staff, Larry Saucer at Saucer Realty. Also, LakeUfallahits.com, internet radio where it's it's all good. JC and the crew at uh, LakeUfallahits.com. JC is a freelance writer uh, for the BigJReport.com. But again, internet radio right there at LakeUfallahits.com. That's LakeUfallahits.com. And you can follow us right here at BigJReport.com. We're going to talk more about Trevor Lawrence as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott. We are heard in as many as 32 states across the United States. We're international in interesting and wonderful places out there. Northern Ireland, a special hello to you. Uh, the UK, Andy Powers, uh, Newport Wells area, uh, special hello to Andy Powers. Listing in Northern Ireland, uh, Canada, Puerto Rico, Hong Kong. Hey, guys, we got people listening everywhere. And thank you for tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast today. We do appreciate it very, very much. Talking about uh, Trevor Lawrence and continuing to talk about the eruption of what will you know, transpire on draft night, Thursday night, April the 29th, in prime time, when the Jaguars are on the clock, sometime within a minute, two minutes, or a few minutes after that, the Jaguars are going to say the pick is in. 
they're going to pick the franchise quarterback of you know not only their future but the present as well because he's he's starting from day one. Trevor Lawrence, by the way, people said, man, he's not going to make any money, no endorsement money in Jacksonville, Florida. Man, that is that is such hogwash. I mean, look at what's happened already. He's not even been drafted. Trevor Lawrence has a Gatorade deal, a Topps card deal for a box set of cards, Trevor Lawrence cards. And the uh, the Adidas Apparel Company has uh, already uh, inked uh, Trevor Lawrence for an Adidas cleat deal. So he's already signed with Gatorade, the big tops card deal for the box set of cards, um, the Adidas cleat deal from the Adidas Apparel Company. Hey, Trevor... Trevor's got it going on already. I mean, he's hooked up, you know, with Gatorade tops and Adidas already, and he's getting ready to be the number one draft pick overall in the NFL draft of 2021. Round one slated for Thursday night, April the 29th. Round one Thursday night, April the 29th. Rounds two and three on Friday night, April the 30th, and rounds four through seven on Saturday, May the 1st. The, you know, the only drama is going to be, who do the Jags pick at number 25? Who do they pick early in the second round? And who do they pick, you know, with the rest of the draft picks? It's obvious the Jags need defensive line help. They still need at least one defensive lineman, even though they've done some good things in free agency. I still see an offensive lineman on the horizon, uh, tight end to add to the tight end room. Hopefully, a guy that can you know play right away and stay healthy. The tight ends with Jacksonville have had a way of uh, getting injured the last several years. So we're looking at tight end, O line. Let's see, defensive line, O line, tight end, a wide receiver or slash running back that can be a fast play playmaker. For the Jaguars. I see that too. And also a safety. So you got D-line, O-line, tight end, wide receiver, running back, safety. The only question is going to be where will these players come from? Where will these positions be picked? We've already had some some things mentioned by, by Urban Meyer that you've got to really pay attention to your board. Follow your board more, you know, than just pick for position. And so Trent Baalke and Urban Meyer, I mean, they're that's what they're going to do. I mean, they're not going to. I mean, let, let's face it, they're 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 not going to sit there and just say, "Hey, we need a tight end. Let's grab who, who who's the best one there." I, they're not going to draft by position. I mean, that's going to be part. Of, that's going to come into play partly. But who's the highest guy on the draft board when it's time for the Jags to pick? So all I'm saying is the Jags need those positions. You know, they got a lot of draft picks. They got ample amount of draft picks. They, they could take a couple of picks and trade up. I mean, I don't, I don't see a Kyle Pitts trade. I, you know, I really don't. I mean, Atlanta with pick number four may take him. They could trade out of that pick. Or Atlanta could get, get interesting and take a quarterback. I don't think Atlanta takes a quarterback because they still got Matt Ryan. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to, you know, run the, the long road with uh, Matt Ryan, whether it's another, two years, three years, or four years. I think Matt Ryan's, what, uh, 35 years old? So he may, you know, he may stick around another two, three, four years with the Falcons before he retires. However, you got to think if you're the Falcons, 
we may not be this high again picking fourth. So that's what the teams go through all this in their mind. I mean, they, and, they, and then they may trade back. Hey, we don't want to be settled with the number four pick. Let's get an extra pick, get some guys um, that we need where we can win with our current quarterback, Matt Ryan. I mean, all this stuff is discussed. Like I said, we weren't going to discuss a lot of other teams. However, the Jaguars need they need at least one more defensive lineman, an O-line guy, an upgrade on the O-line, or maybe, uh, you know, not, you know, we, we hope the guy would be an upgrade, but mainly a young guy that can add to the depth and hopefully develop into a, an all-pro, right? That's what you're looking at. So we're looking at a defensive lineman, an offensive lineman, a tight end, wide receiver slash running back or both, and and a safety. I think those are the biggest needs. That's quite a, a few needs we just mentioned uh, for uh, our Jacksonville Jaguars. In, um, in other area sports, the Jacksonville Icemen have actually won eight out of their last nine games in the East Coast Hockey League. Congratulations to Baba Roblo. You know, and uh, Coach Christie and everyone with the, the staff and management of the Jacksonville Icemen and all the players, too. You know, uh, uh, Wacy Rabbit and, and all those great, outstanding players. The roster has improved. Uh, the, ja- the, uh, the, the Icemen, there we go, the Icemen, Jacksonville Icemen, added a couple of uh, interesting part owners in the offseason in Tim Tebow and Miles Jack the current linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Icemen are hot. This is probably the best streak they've had in the four years they've been in Jacksonville. It looks like they're turning a corner in year four for the Jacksonville Icemen. As of um, Sunday morning, April the 25th, when we record this podcast, the Jacksonville Icemen uh, have won eight out of their last nine games. And I understand they play today as well. So they're trying to keep the, their winning ways going. They had a five-game winning streak. Then they lost. Now they've, you know, they've started up a little, another little three-game mini winning streak. So, uh, you know, you do the math, and they've won eight out of nine games. So, congratulations! A lot of good hockey by the Jacksonville Icemen. Uh, semi-pro football, the Panhandle Crusaders in the APDFL. Panhandle Crusaders twenty-four, the Pensacola Jets twelve. Argyle Avengers in the FCFL. And I believe Argyle is going to be in the championship game of the league. The uh, Argyle Avengers 22, the Broward Outlaw 6. That game was played uh, last night on Saturday night, April the 24th. So, again, a couple of different leagues in semi-pro outdoor football. In the APDFL, the Panhandle Crusaders 24, the Pensacola Jets 12. The Argyle Avengers in the FCFL, the Argyle Avengers 22, the Broward Outlaw 6. Uh, defensive back James Fitch had uh, two interceptions for the Argyle Avengers in that Saturday night, April the 24th, win over the Broward Outlaws. So that's some of the semi-pro football action out there. We do check, you know, we follow the Jacksonville Jaguars on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, heard in as many as 32 states and internationally, worldwide as well. Uh, but we, again, we follow the Jacksonville Jaguars first and foremost, but we do North Florida entertainment, other area sports as well. North Florida entertainment also, you know, is, is a look at some of the concerts, not all the concerts, but a few concerts we kind of, kind of recommend or, you know, find that they're, they're interesting. 
So we'll continue with more of the Till Shirt Report coming up. By the way, Southern Steam will start playing in the Elite Indoor Football League on May the 1st uh, with a league game. Uh, they're going to be playing um, the Palm Beach Phantoms. That's what they're called. They're called the Palm Beach Phantoms, I'm told. And it's uh, going to be the Southern Steam versus the Palm Beach Phantoms on May the 1st. Now, yesterday on Saturday, April the 24th, the Southern Steam had a big practice, kind of a, 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 a media day, and they're bringing in, you know, a lot of new players now. And we had a chance to interview some of the new players of the Southern Steam. We'll let you hear some of those interviews as well. We'll check concerts with North Florida Entertainment as well. And we continue to count down to round one. This coming, I can can you believe it? It's already where we can say it's this coming. This coming Thursday night, April the 29th, Trevor Lawrence will be the number one draft pick overall in the city of Jacksonville. And Duval will just erupt over the selection. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We got more coming up. Okay, you're listening uh, to the Teal Shirt Report. Thank you for tuning in. We're listened to in as many as 32 states across the United States. Again, we're, we're internationally um, listened to and listened to worldwide. My name is Scott. Again, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm. Simplest and easiest way to make a podcast with all the creation tools, a lot of improvements as far as enhancements. And, and other improvements we've seen with Anchor over the last, you know, seven or eight months. Also want to thank Saucer Realty for your North Florida real estate needs. Remember Saucer Realty. You can uh, access their link by going to BigJReport.com, scrolling down until you get to the North Florida 24-7 North Florida weather information. About halfway through the weather report, you'll find the link for uh, Saucer Realty. So you have to look a little bit. Also, uh, Lake Eufaula Hits, lakeufaulahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They've got uh, Rock Saturdays, uh, Hits 2000s in the evenings, Monday through Friday evenings. And otherwise, they've got plenty of great and recognizable hits at lakeufaulahits.com for great internet radio where it's all good. And, of course, you can follow us at bigjreport.com. You know, we follow the Jacksonville Jaguars. We follow SEC football. You know, I my name is Scott. I'm your host for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. But, you know, I I feel like with my insight, I give you a lifetime of Florida Gator football. I've been a Gator fan since I was, uh, you know, what, what's the old saying, knee-high to a gr- grasshopper, um, since I was about seven years old. Also, we have uh, Mad Max, who's a Georgia Bulldog football insider. We get a lot of information from Mad Max, such as Carson Beck looking good at Georgia quarterback, the Jacksonville, Florida kid that won a state championship at Mandarin High School a couple of years ago. Looks like he's number two on the depth chart. Uh, I got a report that says uh, Carson had thrown a you know a couple of touchdown passes in the uh, in a, in a very important scrimmage. Uh, the Bulldogs had. So Carson Beck sitting at number two on the depth chart. We'll see what happens between now and the fall. 
We'll be getting a lot of information on the Georgia Bulldogs from our Georgia Bulldog football insider, uh, Mad Max. With me, with my name is Scott. With me, you get a, you know really a, a lifetime of Florida Gator football. And uh, JC, who lives in uh, South Alabama, one of our producers of the Tilshirt Report podcast, he's really an expert on Alabama football and the SEC, especially the SEC West as well. So we've got a you know a lot of things uh, shaken down. We'll cover the SEC for you, Jacksonville Jaguars football, and North Florida Entertainment concerts uh, coming up on the horizon in Jacksonville and North Florida. Uh, Molly Hatchet on May the 28th of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Now, how about this one? Green Day uh, with Fallout Boy and Weezer on July the 31st of 2021 at 5.30 p.m. late in the afternoon at TIAA Bankfield here in Jacksonville, Florida. Also, Motley Crue, the concert uh, that was supposed to come here, you know, last year, of course, with the COVID issues, um, many concerts were either postponed or canceled. This one was postponed for several months, but Motley Crue and Def Leppard in Poison, that's Motley Crue and Def Leppard with Poison at TIAA Bank Field, uh, right here in Jacksonville, Florida, on Saturday afternoon, August the 7th. The show will start late in the afternoon and, of course, go well into the night on uh, Saturday, August the 7th of 2020 in Jacksonville, Florida at 4.30 p.m. Elton John has not forgot our area. He will be here next year in 2022. This is already 2021, if you can believe that. Elton John and the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour. Um will take place and begin in 2022. The uh, Elton John, the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour uh, will make its way to Jacksonville in 2022 on April the 23rd of 2022 at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. We talked about the Southern Steam opening up May 1st for a league game against, uh, you know, the Palm Beach Phantoms at the Ison Sports Complex on May the 1st, and I believe that's a, what is that, a Saturday evening game, uh, May 1st at about 7 o'clock in the evening against a league against a uh, league team, against a league opponent, um, the Phantoms, the Palm Beach Phantoms. National Arena League, Jacksonville Sharks, Zach Brown and the Jacksonville Sharks, and, and all those great players on the Sharks. I, I, I talk about Zach Brown because I know Zach. Um, he's a friend of mine on Facebook. We've interviewed him here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Sharks got a lot of great players, including Zach Brown, who plays linebacker and fullback for the Sharks. But the National Arena League, yes, their season was canceled last year due to COVID. Their season actually was delayed a little bit due to COVID. The season was scaled back. I think they they the normal plans were maybe 16 regular season games. They will play an eight-game regular season schedule with uh, two weeks of playoffs after that. So good luck to the Jacksonville Sharks, the Columbus Georgia Lions, you know, in our South Georgia, Western Georgia area, and the Orlando Predators uh, in Central Florida. And plus there's many other franchises and cities in the National Arena League as well. Going back to the Elite Indoor Football League, we had a chance to go out to the media day and um, the practice of the Southern Steam just yesterday. 
on uh, Saturday evening. They got practice underway around 6.30, media day. You know, get a few pictures taken, you know, meet some of the players. That was yesterday on Saturday evening, April the 24th. And, of course, our BigJReport.com microphones were there in the form of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to let you hear some of our interviews with the players. Uh, we, we also have some reports from Alex Nunnery uh, coming up with other area sports in and around Jacksonville, North Florida, St. John's County. So, uh, you know, we cover North Florida, South Georgia, even, you know, pockets of Bama. And uh, great to have you here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to listen to some of our interviews we did with uh, some of the new players. These were some of the new players with the Southern Steam Elite Indoor Football League. The Southern Steam, they play right here in Jacksonville at the Ice and Sports Complex near Phillips and Emerson. And um, let's let you hear some of those interviews of some of the new players with the Southern Steam that we did just last night uh, back on uh, Saturday night, April the 24th. The Southern Steam season will start on May the 1st. Let's hear some of those interviews we did just just last night. Well, this is the Teal Shirt Report on the road, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to talk to Markwell Wade. Uh, we're at the Southern Steam get-together. They're kind of having picture day and getting ready for the game next week against the Phantoms, as I understand it. And we're going to talk to Markwell Wade. He appears to be a new addition uh, to the Southern Steam. Markwell, and uh, did you ever think you'd end up with the Southern Steam in Jacksonville, Florida? No, sir. No, not really. Really? Okay. Well, let's go back because, you know, Bobby Damerol, the coach of the Southern Steam, he said, Scott, you got to watch this video. You about took the guy's head off on a special teams plane. The official did throw the flag because the guy put up a little, you know, he put up a little what fair catch sign. It didn't look like he was doing it. It wasn't one of those long ones, but you hit a guy hard. You're probably most known for that play, right? Yes, sir. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that play. What you had a head up of steam and hit the guy, right? Yeah, um, it was on the punt return. Um, I was going down as a punt, um, a punt, a punter to go hit the punter, and um, things went sideways. I was going down a little too fast. I ain't see him put no fair catch up as I did not see. But that's how the game goes. Um, I got ejected from the game. Another thing led to another. Yeah. So. It, it, you know, on that play, I looked at it. It looked like he kind of, uh, you know, he had at the last second had to come up for the ball yeah. and kind of, you know, he, I don't think the, the returner judged the ball that well. And then you were like right there on him yeah. and boom. And then the flag was thrown. So that's the play. You're, it sounds like the play you're most famous for at Arkansas, I'm assuming. But now you were at Arkansas for one year. Where did you go after Arkansas? And heck, that was about 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Um, after Arkansas, um, a little altercation, um, got in a little trouble. Then after that trouble, I went and did um, a few months at Butler Community College. I played a little. I played a season there. Um, I couldn't stay there. I didn't finish. I didn't finish school. So I got a call from Mike Davis and Nebraska Danger. And when I got the call from them, that's when I signed to play what arena ball. Um, Nebraska Danger. Yeah, I had got a call from them, and then um. One thing led to another. Me and Mike Davis had a cut on um, little chemistry. 
I, I finished the season out with him in 2015 and um, came back home, and he wanted me to sign with him next year, sign with him, and play the season with him and stuff. Okay. And things went from there. Well, you know, indoor football is a little bit different because, man, you end up playing a lot of different positions, and then maybe you find out, hey, I like this position a little better than I thought I would. When you played for the Nebraska Danger, and that was, again, that was arena or slash indoor football, what positions did you play with them? Um, I played receiver. They wanted me to play DB. I played a little DB here and there. was on the special teams, but I mainly was going in as a receiver. Okay, and I've heard of the Nebraska Danger. I mean, they've been around. I guess they've been around for a little while. What what league was that in? Um, that was in the IFL. Okay. Okay, IFL. So – Give us the, the uh, you know, you play you played some receivers, some special teams. I don't think there's a lot of special teams in indoor football, though, is there? Except on what? Uh, kick the kick, kick return. Yeah, kick return. Yeah, those can get kind of crazy off the net, right? So uh, tell me from the Nebraska danger on down, tell me all the teams you played for. Um, I'm in Nebraska. I came and played for um, Jacksonville Sharks in 2017. Mm-hmm. Then after the Sharks, I went to the IFL, back to the IFL, and I played for the Cedar Rapids uh, River Kings. At that time, it was the Cedar Rapids Titans. Yeah. So, Markwell Wade, you were with the Jacksonville Sharks. Was that the championship, one of the championship years for the Sharks? Uh, yes, sir. That was uh, the 2017, when they first year um, in the uh, NAL. National. Well, that would have been uh, – yeah, heck, that would have been the first year of, I, I believe, the National Arena League. Yeah. And I remember, I think the first year of the National Arena League, it was either the first or second year they even had a team in Mexico playing Mm -hmm. and a team out of Monterey, I believe. But, uh, you know, the Sharks won, you know, two NAL titles, you know, and then I know the Carolina Cobras won one. And uh, so you played with the Sharks and and the Jacksonville Sharks in 2017. Where'd you go in 2018? Um, I went back to the IFL and I played with the Cedar Rapids Titans. Okay. And I played uh, – when I was at the Cedar Rapids Titans, uh, I went all IFL, first team. Wow. Okay. Had over like 16 touchdowns. And then I went back to them in 2019 and played with them. And okay. I, But I didn't finish the year. I went – I came back home for personal reasons, okay. for family issues. So You've always had something going on, Mark. Well, yeah. I, you know, especially, you know, when I saw you, you hit that guy on that, <laughs> that punt return and uh, famous for that, infamous, right? Yes, sir. Uh, the infamous uh, Mar- Markwell Wade. That's how you pronounce the name, yes, right? So, Markwell, um, you know, what, what, what's interesting, and you, you know this too, in 2020 last year, COVID came in. You know, we, we had started having issues with COVID. So, a lot of the arenas and a lot of the teams kind of shut down. The Southern Steam did play a season last year, and I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but last year the Southern Steam, they were playing right here in Jacksonville at the Ice and Sports Complex. They even had a six-game winning streak, uh, you know, during the, the summer when they were playing, the spring and summer when they were playing last year. So uh, did you play any during the COVID year of 2020 last year? Well, um, I've been knowing Bobby, Coach Bobby for a minute. When he first was made to rent a team, I had tried out for the team and made the team. Mm-hmm. But I had got a um, a bigger a bigger offer to play in the IFL, okay. so that's why I went to the IFL. So right now I came back to play home with Bobby, you know, because I want to be close to the home. And uh, just something I, you know, kept a chemistry with him and just, you know, stayed down with him and just wanted to get him a try. You feel me? So. Well, and you know what's interesting, Mark, well, is uh, the fact that 
the games are played here in Jacksonville, Florida, the Ice and Sports Complex, last year and now this year. But there's players that are from Georgia. There's players that are from Florida. So it's kind of like a midway point of, you know, where uh, people are located. What do you call home now? Oh, I'm back at home. This this where I'm from. I'm originally from Jacksonville, Florida. So this is my stepping ground. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Where did you uh, Where did you play your high school ball at? I played at Andrew Jackson. Wow. Okay, man, a home guy yeah. from Jacksonville, Florida, playing with the Southern Steam, man. I didn't know that. I learned that about you. And, you know, a lot of times we forget when we see a player that's gone off and played, you know, head for the Arkansas Razorbacks. And why is he up there if he's from Jacksonville? But, man, these these players from high school, they go everywhere, don't they? Yeah, um, I want to get at a um, shout-out to Kevin Sullivan. He was the person that gave me a shot, you know, mm-hmm. on the field, and I gave him – I showed him what I can do, and um, he was just putting my name out there, and my talent was giving my name out there. So, really? and Arkansas came in and they gave me. Mm-hmm. They just was talking something that I know I wouldn't regret. So, yeah. Well, and, and I'll tell you what, I've actually had some conversations with Kevin Sullivan because I I went to Ed White High School years and years ago, and ended up going to a game when, man, Ed White a couple of years ago they just I mean they smashed Inglewood. You know, really good. And Kevin Sullivan, I think that might have been his last year as a head coach at Ed White. And so he had coached at Jackson, coached at Ed White, very, very well-respected coach. And I think he, he may be retired from coaching now, as I understand yeah, it. He's the, um, right now he's the athletic director at, um, back at Andrew Jackson. So, okay. yeah, Coach Sullivan's still back at home in the automobile. So. Now, now, what do you think about this, Markwell, the fact you're still playing football after 10 years? Did you feel like you'd be playing this long? Oh, I'm, I'm, I knew I'd be playing. I'm just playing to the wheels fall off, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to give it a shot with the Southern Steam. Now, the Southern Steam had a six-game winning streak last year, Markwell. And uh, it was exciting football. I mean, heck, it was – and I told everybody, I said, man, nobody else is playing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I thought it was a great thing, you know, that uh, it's, you know, it's a smaller venue, so they didn't have to worry about the big crowds like you get at the arenas. So it's a little bit of a different type atmosphere, as you know. So it, it's, it looks, sounds like it's going to give you a chance to play. Yeah, it's going to give me a chance to play. And it's a, um, a chance to get the steam of um, advertiser boost, sponsors, mm-hmm. and all this. We're just trying to get something better in Jacksonville, bigger in Jacksonville, so the family, the support of the city, and everybody just can come out and support. Okay. And we're talking talking to Markwell, Markwell Wade, who – who's been everywhere. I mean, he, he played with uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks one year. So you were a freshman, I'm assuming, there. Yes, sir. And then after that, you went to the – it was a junior college route after that? Yes, sir. It was a junior college route after that. Okay. Um, yeah, I was at Arkansas for one year. Okay. Made the SEC freshman team for um, kick return. So. Okay. So what is the 40 time? What's the best 40 time you've ever had, Markwell? My fastest 40 time was 4-3-4. Uh, that's Pretty the good. fastest. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good, man. So you got some, and you still got most of that speed still left, huh? Yeah. I still got the juice a little bit. I still got it. <laughs> so what does Coach Bobby say? Is he saying, uh, you know, he, he's happy to have you, no doubt, but where, where is he saying that he's going to line you up and play yet? Um, I just know right now, receiver, but wherever you want me at, DB, um, oh, quarterback, yeah. running back, wherever you need me, I yeah. play with all. So I'm an athlete. So, yeah. But you know, uh, you know about this indoor football. I mean, the, the guys that 
kind of thrive and hang around indoor football and are able to sustain actually careers in indoor football, these are the guys that can play two or three positions and are very versatile. Yeah, um, indoor is, is is way different than outdoor. So it's, it's really knowing where you at on the field, mm-hmm. knowing knowing your coverage, and basically just just knowing that you can play. It's like it's really seven on seven. So basically, yeah. you're a skilled player, you can win, and you're a receiver, DB, yeah. and you know you got the skills. Like just go out there and ball out. To be honest. I want to tell you, man, it's a pleasure to, to meet you. I, I, you know, after Bobby told me, said, hey, I want you to interview that guy, Mark, Mark Will Wade. I'm thinking, who is this guy? And I've learned a lot about you here. You played a year at Arkansas. You put a hit on a guy that you got a penalty for. Did you get thrown out of that game, by the way? Yes, sir. I did get thrown out of that game <laughs> and suspended for the next game. Oh, yeah. Targeting. You know, and when I was a kid coming up, they, they hadn't even invented targeting yet. They just, they, back you know, back in the day, they used to just throw a flag yeah. 15 yards and we keep playing, right? Yeah. Times change now. Is it just – let me ask you this. Is, is the reason for targeting, is it just because it's more of a violent game now, the players are faster? What, what, how did targeting, you think, come into play? Um, I feel like it came into play just because it was just unnecessary hits. Maybe if, if it was a fair hit or mm-hmm. anything like that, they just still want to be cautious now. Just mm-hmm. they don't want unnecessary things to happen. One little bad hit can mess up somebody's career. So. Right. Well, Mark. Well, I want to I want to thank you for taking some time and joining us on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Been a pleasure talking to you, and I uh, wish you well with the uh, Southern Steam season and the Elite Indoor Football League. And uh, thank you for joining us, and good luck. Uh, with the Southern Steam, whether you play wide receiver, defensive back, or they might line you up anywhere. But uh, good luck, okay? Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Okay. Thank you so much, Markwell Wade, joining us uh, right here on the Till Shirt Report podcast. Thank you so much, Markwell. Okay, here we are at the Ice and Sports Complex. This is Scott on the Till Shirt Report uh, podcast, talking to some indoor football players playing with the Southern Steam here at the Ice and Sports Complex. We got another gentleman that's uh, joined us right now. His first name, believe it or not, is Prince Gideon. He's got a long first name. His last name is Hutcherson. And if I mess the name up, just, you know, just correct me by all means prince gideon so it's okay if i call you prince gideon yes, sir. okay so prince gideon from valdosta and you and i talked a little bit before the interview you're going to play with the southern steam tell us what position they're telling you you're going to play you're kind of a big guy yeah it looks like i'm gonna be playing either offensive guard or defensive tackle oh wow so you know just here to do what i can okay i always like and work strong on offensive line so that's mainly my position, but I love playing defensive tackle. All right. Okay. So we, we're talking to uh, Prince Gideon Hutcherson, and your background in football is interesting. You does it sound like you played a lot of high school ball. You have played some indoor football up in Valdosta, and you live in Valdosta now. Is that yes, correct? Sir. Okay. Tell us about the indoor, uh, the professional indoor football experience you've had up in Valdosta. Uh, it's actually semi pro. Not indoor, but semi-pro, we had a consecutive three teams. The first team crashed because the owner left with 
all our money. The second team. Wait a second now. Okay, what was what was the name of this team? Uh, I believe it was the Title Town Warriors. I believe. Oh, Title like Town that. Warriors. Okay. And you you played uh, you played some for them. Yes, sir. I played uh, tackle and right guard for that position okay. for a little while before the team kind of disappeared. So yeah, kind of. They must have sound like they disbanded or something. Yes, Title Town. And what was the last name of the team? Title Town. It was the Title Town. I can't really remember. Title Town. Warriors. Title Town Warriors. Okay. So you've had some experience with us. Now, uh, you said well, there were two different teams you played in Valdosta yes. for. So one that we had consecutive and was actually took us to the championship was the uh, Title Town Tigers, and okay. I played defensive tackle and left guard on that. Okay. I was very successful. That was a good year. We wow. finished in the championship game, but we lost. Okay. Uh, I think it was like 43 to 13. Okay, okay. So you've talked to Coach Bobby Damrell, and, and obviously Coach Bobby's been doing this a while, you know, with the Southern Steam. You know, the Southern Steam used to be up in Georgia. You know, they were in um, – where were they? They were in um, – uh, heck, uh, I'm trying to remember now where they were. <laughs> they were in Savannah. Um they were they were in Savannah and they were also in Statesboro, I believe, and they became the Southern Steam. So now they can really go and play anywhere because they're called the Southern Steam. But they started playing here in Jacksonville in the last couple of years, and they found a home at the Ice and Sports Complex. I understand this is going to be the last year they're at this particular Ice and Sports Complex, and then they're going to uh, they're working on another venue, you know, for the following year. But everything is set this year. To be able to play, you know, from May up until I guess they're going to play from May up until August, uh, thereabouts. So you're a big guy. What's 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 your height and weight right now? I'm sitting at six one, three hundred and twenty two pounds. Yeah, you know, and looking at you, I never would have guessed you were three hundred and twenty two pounds. You're a pretty solid guy. You look like you're in pretty good shape for a guy three hundred and twenty two pounds. I guess you've got to be in reasonably good shape to be able to play both sides of the ball. I mean. Because, you know, after you get off the, the field on defense, there's no resting. you got to go right back out there on offense, right? Correct, correct, right back out there. But it's really just endurance and cardio training. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've been doing a lot of cardio training. I do a lot of running and then a lot of jump ropes. Okay, okay. Uh, let me ask you this. Now, this is your first year with the Southern Steam. How did you, how did you become acquainted with uh, Coach Damerell? Was actually, I got um, referred to this team from off of Facebook, and um, I got mm-hmm. introduced to Mr. Bobby. He was a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. He talked a lot about the team, and he asked me what positions, and then we, from there, we just took it, took yeah. it to another level. Yeah, and and hey, it's not that far away from Valdosta. I mean, you could be going. I mean, I'm going to tell you what I've, I've I've become acquainted with some indoor football players. There's some guys that travel a couple of states to play. It's 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 amazing, but I'll I'll tell you this, uh, Mr. I'll call you Mr. Mr. Prince if I can. So say the old name for me again. Prince Gideon. Prince Gideon. I'm working on it. Prince G. Okay, Prince G. Prince Gideon. Prince G. Uh, What I found in covering indoor football with you know the Jacksonville Sharks and even with the Southern Steam last year, there these guys play for the love of the game, and. There's some really good guys that you run into in this indoor football. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. So far, my first practice that I actually met 
a lot of good people and a lot mm. of laughs already getting to understand it and getting back into the love of football, which is mm-hmm. very always been amazing. Since I had my first son, I've always been trying to get back on the field, but now it's a reason and opportunity. So, Okay. Hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna forget your name, Prince Gideon Hutcherson. Uh, he's gonna play for the Southern Sting. Gonna play some offensive guard. Gonna play on a little defensive line also. And we're gonna we want to wish wish you well. Now the going back to your high school days, you you didn't play a lot of high school football. Did you play some though? I played a couple of games in high school, but at that time my, my head wasn't straight. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really focusing on the game. I was too yeah. busy of focus on getting money and providing for my family. I got you. I got you. So, so you feel now, now you may, and I'm just guessing here, you, you feel like now maybe you've matured a little bit and now you see, hey, I want to play football. I want to see how I can do with this and see if I can raise my game to another level because obviously there's higher levels of indoor football. And a guy your size, hey, there's teams always looking for, you know, big guys to play some line, uh, you know, playing on the line. And it's it's this is a good level for some good experience here. Yes, sir. Again, it is. Um, but, I mean, I guess the love of the game and maturity, Yeah, it, it's definitely what is the reason why I'm here today. Okay. Because before my mind wasn't straight up playing football, playing a snap or a down, but now I'm just so focused and I've been training. Okay. And actually, I found myself training little kids and they asking me, hey, man, you need to go back out there, do what you love. <laughs> so, you know, they kind of pushed me my way. What was uh, What did you tell me before the interview? You told me uh, what number did you try on earlier? I was officially number 75. Okay. But with my big, huge shoulders, I had to get into a 90, which Uh-oh. is a 4X. I went from wow. a 3X to a 4X. It's wow. Okay. So you're number number 90 now? Number 90 now. Okay. Hey, that's a, that's an, that's a, that's a powerful number, 90. No doubt about that. Prince Gideon Hutcherson, thank you for joining us on the uh, Till Shirt Report podcast. We covered the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, other area sports, which, you know, uh, the Elite Indoor Football League comes into play as other area sports and also North Florida Entertainment. Glad you came down here. I'm assuming since you live in Valdosta, you do come down to Jacksonville sometime. Yeah, this is actually my first visit in a long time. Really? Yeah, my fiance begged me to come down here, and she's like, hey, we need to move to Jacksonville. She fell in love with the beach all over again. Oh, wow. So, okay. You know. Well, I, I don't feel bad because I lived up in Georgia. I was living at the Georgia-Alabama border, and, and I ran a radio station for, like, about almost 20 years. And then I – this is home for me, Jacksonville, so I moved back here – about nine years ago. So, yeah, it's a great city. Hope you enjoy your time here, uh, Prince Gideon Hutcherson. I think I got the name right finally. You got it right. And, man, I'm going to tell you good luck to you, and I, I wish you well. I'll be watching you out there, hey, okay? Remember, Big 90, Prince G. We're on <laughs> our way. That's Prince G, Prince uh, Gideon Hutcherson, on the interview on the Till Shirt Report podcast. Hey, Prince G, thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you. It's been wonderful. Okay, great, sir. We appreciate you very, very much. Okay, uh, this is Scott back here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I got our producer Alex Nunnery here at the table now. And we've also got Chris Polite, another one of these uh, indoor football guys that's going to play for the Southern Steam. Now, 
And you're actually a new player for this team this year? Yes, sir. Now, tell me a little bit about Chris Polite. How did you, you get here to the Southern Steam? You told me before the interview you're up uh, up around Savannah, Richmond Hill area. And uh, let's go back to high school. Where did you play high school ball at? Um, freshman year I played at Savannah Country Day. Oh, yeah? It's a private school. Um, my sophomore year I played at Beach High School. And then my junior and senior I played at Richmond Hill High. Okay, I got you. How, how, what position did you play in high school? Um, my freshman year I played DN. Okay. Sophomore year I played fullback. And senior, junior and senior year I played linebacker. Yeah, he, you do look like a linebacker, fullback. What's what's your size, height, and weight? 5'10", 265. Wow. 5'10", 265? Yes, sir. Wow, man. You're like a little tank or something, aren't you? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. We talking to Chris uh, Polite. Uh, he's he's Apparently, you're hoping to stick with the Southern Steam roster and be on that uh, – be playing next week, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. That's, that's the plan. Do you do you go back with Coach Bobby? How did you become acquainted with Coach Bobby? Um, some of the guys that play for the team play for a semi-pro with me. Okay. And they always come to me. It's like, Chris, you need to try it out. You need to try it out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I started watching a little film and I seen it look fun. So, okay. I was like, I'm going to try okay. it out. Okay. So, you played high school ball. Did we? Did you play any, uh, did you play any uh, college ball? No, sir. Okay. So, you went right from high school into some indoor. I went, I went from high school to semi-pro. I, okay. took, I took about two years off, and then a guy came to me and came to me about uh, semi-pro, and I started okay. playing semi-pro, and then that's when I got introduced okay. to indoor. So you, you must have had some success at the high school level then. Yes, sir. Okay. And so, But there was no real opportunity to uh, go to college or anywhere? No. Okay. I had, a, I had an offer to go to uh, JUCO, but I didn't like the school, so I decided not to go. Okay. Okay. So indoor football, what was your first indoor football team you played for? Uh, the Steam. Oh, this this the steam. Yeah, okay, played you played outdoor, semi pro. Yeah. Okay, who did you play in outdoor semi pro? Uh, the first team was Savannah Titans, and then the Savannah Falcons. Okay, okay. So you've been mainly an outdoor player. Yeah. Now you, I'm assuming you've watched some some indoor games, or you've seen some highlights of indoor games, and it's like seven on seven instead of eleven on eleven. How did how, how does that? you know, kind of uh, equate to your game? You think it'll help you, or is it something you'll have to get used to? I think it's something that'll help me. Yeah. You know, and indoor is more faster. Yeah. So, you know, for a guy, I'm kind of – I'm a bigger guy, so it helps me with my stamina. Okay. So, what did what did Coach Bobby say as far as what positions he's lining you up to play? Hold on. Okay. Yeah, because you're uh, – I mean, you're 5'10", 260. You said you played some fullback, uh, and was it the fullback? Was it semi-pro or was it high school? High school. Okay. And semi-pro played uh, DN and DT. Oh, uh, okay. So you've gotten. It sounds like you since high school you got a little bit bigger. Yeah, a lot bigger, a <laughs> lot bigger. Okay, and what what number are you going to be wearing, Chris? Fifty-two. Okay. Okay. And uh, so so Coach Bobby seems to say you're going to play. Uh, you're gonna play. You, you might play anywhere, I suppose. But what what's the main positions he's telling you you're gonna play? O line and D line. Okay. Okay. So we got that straight. O line and D line. And are you excited about it? How do you feel? Yeah, I'm really excited. Really okay. Excited. Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, I think you told me before the interview you been you been to Jacksonville before. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. Was it was it a high school game or or what what type of game was it? Semi pro. Semi pro. Okay. Yes, who did you who who did you play here? It was a. Uh, the Florida Falcons. It came about. Two oh weeks yeah, ago. yeah. About, I've, two weeks ago. about about how long ago? About two weeks ago. About two weeks ago. Yeah. 
So the Florida Falcons are playing now, Alex? Are they playing? Okay, because there's some other teams. You know, there's uh, you know, there's some other outdoor teams playing in the FCFL. Um, you got the St. Augustine Yellow Jackets. You well, got the, the uh, Avengers. Hey, the Avengers are. Up. Yep. The uh, the what what are they called, Alex? The Argyle Avengers, right? They're up sixteen to nothing. If you want to mention that. Who are they playing? We can mention that. Sure. Playing the Broward Cowboys. I think. Broward Cowboys. Okay. So the uh, according to Alex, one of our producers of the Till Shirt Report podcast, um, the Argyle Avengers. They're kind of located right near the Clay County, Duval County border, and they play oh, yeah. uh, Clay County. Play, they play games in Clay County, of course. And right now, uh, Argyle's winning sixteen to nothing over is over Broward team. Is that right? Broward. South Florida team. Okay. Okay. Going to continue with our interview with Chris Polite. Um, and Chris, I've heard that name Polite before. Are you related to any other uh, players? Uh, no, I don't think I. Really? On this team, I really know anybody. Okay. Okay. I, I, it seemed like I've heard that name polite before with an athlete somewhere. I well, keep... no, it was Chikai polite. Yeah, he, oh. He played with the Jets. Yeah. Oh, okay. He played. He played in the NFL with the Jets, but you're not related to him. I don't know. You got a lot of people that I'm related to. So I don't, you got I don't some second and third cousins out there. Yeah. You just never, <laughs> never can tell. Oh, so you're. Sounds like you're excited to be here. This is like your second time in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. And and how do you feel about coming down here? Good. I came straight from work. Oh, straight from work. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, How long a drive was it for you? Uh, two hours and eleven minutes. Two hours. Oh, you timed that thing. Two hours and eleven minutes, and you're going to be coming down here uh, next week for the first game, right? Yes, sir. And uh, well, let me ask you this: Are you? How's the playing time looking? Because I know Coach Bobby's probably talked to you about that. Do you feel like you're going to be getting a lot of playing time early on? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. He, he told me to start coming, coming to practices. Okay. And he worked me in. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you? Did you? Yeah, you, you know, Coach Bobby, he'll 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 run you. You know, he'll run you. You guys, he'll he'll make sure you're in shape. Now, I know that one thing about South, the Southern Steam. I know they're always known. Did you know they're known as a second half team? No, they didn't tell me that. Okay, well, you learned that from me. Then uh, they're normally known as a second half team. So, to get off to a little bit of a slow start, they're usually a pretty good second half team. But, Chris Polite, is there anything you'd like to mention about yourself that we don't know? Yes, I'm a natural-born leader. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. And I noticed you've got on a uh, T-shirt there. Are you, yes, an, are you an Eagles fan or something? Yes, sir. Philadelphia yes, sir. Eagles? Really? Yes, sir. Okay, because you, now you know that they have a saying in, in Jacksonville, Duval till you die, right? Yeah. You've heard of that. Yeah. And now, and and I hope you'll listen to our podcast because what we do on the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast, as you can imagine, we talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and other area sports, which does include the Southern Steam and the Elite Indoor Football League. So we, we do want to welcome you to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And uh, Chris, thank you for joining us. Do you want to say hello to any family and friends out there? Give me some names here. Uh, hey, Mom, Aunt Toy. Trey, Trent, Tristan. Oh, okay. Cool. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, tell us, I, I might have asked you this earlier. What number are you going to be wearing? 52. 52. Okay. Number 52. Good number. Yes, sir. Well, Chris, thank you for joining us on the uh, Till Shirt Report podcast. And uh, welcome to the Elite Indoor Football League and the Southern State. And good luck to you. Yes, sir. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. You have a great day. Thank you for joining us. Yes, sir.
Okay, welcome. Uh, please, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, welcome to the Chill Shirt Report uh, podcast. We're going to talk to another Southern Steam player. A lot of new players on the roster this year. Also got Alex Nunnery, our producer, sitting next to me. Alex, you doing good this evening? I am excited for football. Yeah, I, I want to thank you, Alex, for bringing all these Southern Steam players uh, to the podcast today. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay, we're going to talk to Brandon Williams. I think he's about the fourth, I believe the fourth Southern Steam player we, we've interviewed. A lot of new players. Practice is going on right now. Who's that playing quarterback? Is that uh, Cody? Where's the quarterback? I think I think Cody's out there throwing the ball around, Alex. Cody? Cody, Cody Damerall. <laughs> no, it's Bodie. Bodie Damerall. Bodie Damerall. Bodie Damerall. That's right. I'm sorry. I don't know why I call him Cody. Every once in a while I call him Cody. I mean, his name could be, his name could be Cody for the day, but Bodie Damerall. Bodie Damerall. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up because sometimes, you know, I, I think I get corrected on uh, Bodie all the time. Sorry about that, Bodie. So Bodie's out there throwing the ball around, and we're having actually a scrimmage out there now, Alex. It's a little bit of a scrimmage. It's media day. Some of the players had other games and family to attend to, but okay. but next week's the real thing. And who's the Southern Steam playing next week? The Palm Beach Phantoms, I believe. Palm Beach Phantoms. That ought to be exciting. All the way up from Palm Beach. I wonder if they're a trash-talking team. <laughs> well, it's the same team that, that John Anthony III played on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's going to be interesting. Okay, well, now we're going to bring in another player, Brandon Williams. Maybe that got you warmed up a little bit. You feel you feel okay doing oh, yeah. the interview? Okay, Brandon Williams. Now, the cool thing about this next guy we're going to talk to, Brandon Williams, he actually lives in the area because there's some guys we've interviewed that, well, you know, we interviewed uh, Prince Gideon lived in uh, Valdosta, lives in Valdosta, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and so we, we've talked to a lot of Southern Steam players that, you know, they actually live up in Georgia. They come down to play and – um, this guy right here, Brandon Williams, tell us a little bit about yourself. You live in Jacksonville Beach, is that right? Yes, sir. Um, Jacksonville Beach. Um, I like to coach. Um, oh, also yeah. coach at Boys and Girls Club. Um, I coach ages. I think they changed it. Um, eight to thirteen now. Um, soccer, basketball, flag oh, football. Wow. Um, I'm a college student at the University of North Florida, getting my bachelor's in sports management. <laughs> yeah, go Ospreys. Um. <laughs> And, yeah, I just love football, love the game. Played semi-pro for about three years. Um, just looking to go overseas. Really? Oh, wow. Play football overseas? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I want to play in Japan, but um, I haven't been able to talk to anybody except oh, for wow. in Germany. But, but you know, Brandon, there's there's a lot of overseas leagues. I, I think Germany's got a, got a league, and uh, I even heard Russia had a, a football league, and – so there's a lot of stuff going on out there. But you played for the Florida Falcons. Now, that's a team we haven't talked about much lately, have we, Alex, the Florida Falcons? but And where do they usually play their home games? Um, in Orange Park um, uh, at Ridgeview yeah, Ridgeview High School, um, and they practice in Fleming Island. Okay. And now they're they're not related to the Argyle Avengers, then, are they? That's a whole no, separate thing. Florida Falcons are the – Florida uh, Falcons. Tell us about the Florida Falcons. Alex Nunnery. The Florida Falcons are the IFL. They're really good. Okay. They've had um, James Ezel, okay. one of the best running backs. He played on the 2008 JU football yeah. national championship team. 
Yeah, Alex has his Southern Steam hat on backwards right now, don't you? Yeah, okay. but. Yeah, James Ezel actually plays for the Argyle Avengers. Okay. I know you like the Argyle Avengers a good bit. I do. Their head coach, Von Jerry O'Brien, he's a very good head coach. And, then, and I heard they were winning tonight, right? 10 to nothing. Six. You said 16, right? Oh, 16 to nothing. And they're playing who now? The Broward Cowboys, I believe. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Alex. Alex Nunnery here on the Tilt Shirt Report podcast, right in the middle of our interview with Brandon Williams. And Brandon, man, you told us a lot of great actually, stuff about yourself. What's he got an update for us? Yeah. Okay, Alex. Actually, they're playing the Broward Outlaws. It's 22 to nothing, Avengers. I tell you, the Argyle Avengers are tough, aren't they? Yes, sir. They're about to be 9 and 1 in the FCFL. Yeah. They're okay. going to host the FCFL championship, most likely. Oh, wow. Their quarterback is Brandon Kenny, who played at West Nassau High School. And, and I know the St. Augustine Yellow Jackets also are um, waiting to hear about a playoff. Uh, they're going to be well, in the playoffs, too, right? The Jackets, their season is unfortunately over. Is it? They did not make the playoffs. Wow. But That's have, the first I've heard about that. Yeah, the Avengers, they're really good. They have um, James Ezel. They have um, Teddy Monroe. Mm -hmm. They have, um, yeah, a lot of really good players. And, Alex, I know know you've gone out and seen the Avengers play, and you enjoy watching them. I I have not seen the Avengers play, actually. (laughs) Oh, you haven't seen them? Okay. Yeah, and they're – they have Michael McCutcheon as their defensive coordinator. Oh, God. And you say they're winning 22 to nothing tonight? Yeah, they're actually in Broward County right now. Okay. Oh, they're on the road then. Okay. How about those apples? How about that? Well, we're talking to Brandon uh, right in the middle of the interview. Uh, Alex Nunnery uh, gave us some breaking news there about the Argyle Avengers. But we're, we're talking with Brandon Williams, and Brandon's played with the Florida Falcons. How about your high school football days? Tell, tell us about those. Um, high school, I played for Fleming Island. Um, I didn't really get on the field as much. Really? Um, but then I went to Eastside, and I played. But I really didn't take football seriously. Yeah. Eastside, is that in Gainesville? Yes. Eastside High School. Rivals with um, Gainesville High School and uh, PK Young. Yes, okay. PK Young. Wow. So you went to about three different high schools then? Yeah. Now – do you think that helps you, those different type of experiences, like they go into different schools? Um, sadly, no. Fleming Island was the actual school that I should have stayed at. But yeah. due to family circumstances, um, I had to move back to Gainesville. But um, all the other schools, they didn't really have championship programs. It okay. was guys that could play, had the tangibles, but they couldn't put it together as far as attitudes. Yeah. And uh, when, when, what year were you at Fleming Island? Um, 2013. Okay. Okay. 2013. So you've been out of uh, school for about three years now, right? Okay. Uh, I know the Jaguars actually have a player that played at the U at Miami. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he played at Fleming Island. No, he. you're talking about Shaq Quarterman. He played at Oakley. He actually played at oh, Oakleaf Oak High School. Yeah, that's right. I played against him personally. Sometimes I get Oakleaf and Fleming Island, oh, yeah. you know, mixed up a little bit, but. Yeah. So, so Sha- uh, Shaq Quarterman played at Oakleaf, and then he played at the U at Miami. Yes, sir. He played at the University of Miami. Yeah. 
and he was drafted uh, by the Jaguars. You know, I tell you something about him you might not know. You know, when the Jaguars made the trade with the Bears, when they traded quarterback Nick Foles, they got a fourth-round pick back, and that's the pick that they they drafted um, Quarterman. Yeah, Shaq Quarterman. Okay. A really good linebacker. And he's on the Jaguars roster. And so, hey, man, you got to be proud of a guy. Played high school ball at Oakleaf, as Alex corrected me. Thank you, Alex. Uh, here on the Till Shirt Report podcast as we talk about the Jaguars, uh, North Florida Entertainment, and other area sports. And that brings us up again to, to uh, Brandon Williams. Uh, you've had a man, you've had a lot of different uh, varied high school uh, football experience. My goodness. And then, now, did you play any college ball at all? Um, no, but I play intramural flag football. I still do now, um, just for conditioning and get in shape, but no contact collegiate football. Now, you're a pretty good-sized guy. Tell us what positions that Coach Bobby Damerel has you lined up to perhaps play with the Southern Steam now. Um, defensive tackle, um, right guard and left guard. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you're going to play some, some on the line. Uh, I, I guess my question might be this. What are your goals uh, with the Southern Steam as far as advancing, improving? Uh, what are you looking to do here? Um, on a personal level, I'm just looking to gain, um, I would say, Coach Bobby's trust. Um, I played with a lot of coaches, and a lot of them, they see me as a player, as a team player. But I want to be able to gain his trust, um, be able to be the guy that, you know, looks into his back pocket, his front pocket, and know that I'm there. Um, but as far as other goals – um, just mainly to bring a championship team to the um, Southern Steam. Um, try to bring a ring. Um, that's pretty much it. Just give my all. Okay, cool. And, you know, you've been with the Florida Falcons, which is an outdoor football team. Is this the first go-around with indoor for you? Yes, it's the first go-around. Oh, wow. So, and we talked about that a few moments ago. Do you feel like you're excited about playing in the indoor game? I'm very excited. Um, I had a tryout with the Tampa Bay Tornadoes in mm -hmm. Tampa. And um, I was on the verge of getting signed, but I heard some pretty breaking news that my height and um, a little bit of my tangibles of being able to, like, read defenses wasn't getting me signed to that level. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as arena, um, it's very exciting because I've never been indoors. So okay. from the field shortest to the measurements, it's all different, but I'm just here to learn. And, you know, what's really cool about this, uh, the ice and sports complex here in Jacksonville, they got a low net. Sometimes the ball – you know, the, the, the high passes get caught up in the net sometime. Um, here at the Ice and Sports Complex, they don't really, you know, they don't really kick extra points. They go for two every time. I'm not sure if you're aware of that because they don't really have the goal post. That'd be nice if they had goal post, but they typically just score touchdowns and go for two points each time. Right, Alex? Yeah, the Southern team, yeah. Okay. Elite indoor football. And the Southern Steam, going back, you know, they, they used to play in Savannah. They played in Statesboro. They were even up north. What was the city they were up north in? I believe I believe they were in Pennsylvania, and yeah. Bobby bought them. Okay. I got you. Okay. They were called the – They were called the Steam, I believe. Yeah, they were called the – I forget what – what they were called. We'll have, to ask, we'll have to ask Coach Bobby about that because he did tell me a while back about that. But we're talking to Brandon no, Williams. Hey, yeah. they, they were called the Savannah Steam, I believe, for a time or two. They were. The, the Savannah Steam, then they became the Southern Steam, and now are known as the Southern Steam. So, Brandon, is there anything else you'd like to say? Who would you like to say hello to? Um, just hello to my mom um, and my little sister home. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. And my dad and stepmom and uh, brother and sister in Gainesville. Hey, well, they're going to have to listen to the Teal Shirt Report then. But I'm going to tell you, the Teal Shirt Report is is is, is an interesting oh, podcast because we're me. on, we're listened to. We've been oh. listened to by as many as, uh, we've been listened to in as many as 32 states internationally. Got a lot of listeners in Northern Ireland, uh, Canada, uh, Hong Kong. Uh, we got, I mean, we got listeners in uh, New Zealand, uh, Germany. Montreal, Quebec. So uh, you, you'll be heard everywhere. And uh, and Brandon Williams, thank you for joining us on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you. And tell us your number you're going to be wearing. Um, 77. Number 77. Okay. Thank you for joining us. You have a great day. Good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. That was Brandon Williams uh, here interviewing him for the Southern Steam. Good luck to Brandon. Thank you for joining us, sir. Okay, we got another uh, world. This is Scott again. We're on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And we got another player we're going to interview, Marquan Johnson. Uh, uh, the doctor says. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he must be going for some physicals before he plays with his team, I guess, Southern Steam. Marquan, uh, what, what brings you to Jacksonville and the Southern Steam? Your first year, right? Yes, sir. Trying to experience something new for the first time. I've really? been playing outside of football for so long. Okay. Actually, trying this out for the first year. See how I go. Okay. I got you. I got you. Tell us a little bit about your outdoor experience. I mean, we can start at high school. Did you play high school football? Yes, sir, I did. Uh, I went to Soul C. Johnson right there in Savannah. Okay. I played uh, ninth, ninth through 12th. And uh, actually, my senior year is when I actually got, like, my looks and stuff like that. So okay. I went to Lewisburg College. I played two years there and got my associates. Okay. And then I came back home. I didn't play any football, but I continued in school. Okay. And finished up, and I started playing semi-pro, like, three years ago. And I've been doing it ever since, playing outside ever since. Okay. Let, me, uh, let me ask you about semi-pro football, because this is something that, you know, and I, I've covered the Jaguars for years, Jacksonville Jaguars. But semi-pro is, I mean, it's like a, it's, it's like a whole other community. I mean, it's, I, I've really discovered this, you know, from Alex and a lot of good people that we've met that play for the love of the game. Right. Some of the people I know that you may know, right. and uh, a lot of guys out there that, you know, and some play in the National Arena League like Zach Brown. Yeah. You know, I know, I don't know if you know Zach Brown, but he, right. he's from Tifton, okay. plays with the Jacksonville Sharks. So tell us about your experience um, as far as outdoor uh, semi-pro football. What got you into that? And has, has there been some surprises along the way? What, what surprised you the most? Uh, I want to say it's just the experience. Like uh, at the college, I wasn't, I came back home and I wasn't playing ball at all. Okay. Then I actually got introduced to semi-pro by another friend I was already okay. playing it. And then I just, it's like I found my love for the game all over again. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's like we play, you know, at, at, in Savannah, we play at Memorial Stadium. And that's a stadium a lot of us played in, like, high school and stuff okay. like that. So, you know, it just brings back a lot of memories, like like okay. high school lights, Friday night lights, things like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. so it's really the experience and the bond that you actually build again with players like you had in high school, okay. you know. So it's just like everything again, like happening again. And it's, it's a great experience. Yeah. And then you travel places. So yeah, it's pretty sweet. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to say something about Marquand. I mean, I've had – we've interviewed players. You're about the fifth player, I think. I think he's about the fifth player we've interviewed, Alex. And – I'm going to tell you what, this guy looks like a player. 
He really does. I mean, he looks like uh, – now, what position do you play? Uh, corner, safety, and I get in there a linebacker too. Really? Okay. Okay. And, you know, I, it, it's a little different in indoor. And you're watching the guys are – oh, somebody, somebody just – who was that that made that great catch? Courtney. Was that Courtney? Yeah, Courtney, right. Courtney made a great catch in, during some of the – the uh, scrimmaging here. I see Coach Bobby Damerel down, you know, in the field, in the indoor field. Now, first of all, that's got to be the biggest change that you're going to be playing actually on a, a 50-yard field. You know, it's obviously an artificial surface. How do you feel about it? It's actually like it's surreal to me. Like it's like a new, it's like a whole nother environment. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? Like with the shoes, you don't wear cleats and stuff like that. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? But I feel like it's fun. Like I, it's actually fun to me. Like I only okay. been out there a few snaps, but I'm enjoying it already. Oh, good. Okay. Now, and and here's the thing about indoor that may be different than outdoor. And I'm assuming that in the outdoor league you played in, it was like eleven on eleven, right? Right. So this is like seven on seven, and and. The key to a, a good indoor player seems to be a guy that's versatile. They can play two or three different positions. Am I right about that? Oh, you're correct. That even works on the outside. Like, like mm -hmm. being able to move and play like multiple positions, they can't account for you when they game plan and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's like you're, you're three different plays, two or three different places on the field, and they can't account for it. So it's just like it's a, a, a it's like a hidden a, a hidden ability that you have on your defense yeah. or your offense. I tell you what, Alex, I like this guy, uh, Marquand Johnson. He likes to talk, I believe. He does. <laughs> so we're talking to Marquand Johnson. What number are you going to wear, Marquand? Number 10. Number one? I, I have number 10. Number 10? Yes, okay, well, I tell you what, number 10 is probably one of my favorite players on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, number 10, LaVisca Chenault. I don't know if you've heard of him. I've never heard of him. No, he's, he was a rookie with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars last year. He played for the Colorado Buffaloes in college. Okay. But so you're going to be wearing number ten like Lavisca Chenault. So it sounds to me like you're hoping to get your hands on the ball. Right, right. Every tackles, interceptions, all that. Being a neck. That's what it's about. Being a neck for having a neck for the ball. Yeah. That's what I got it outside. I'm trying to bring it inside. Okay. And I'm going to give you this quick question uh, here toward the end of our interview. How did you get in touch with Coach Bobby uh, Damerol? And and I mean, what led up to joining the Southern Steam? I actually knew a, a few players already that was already playing that actually played with me, played with me with the Falcons. So, okay. so like, I always knew about him, but I ne never really get the chance to, you know, get out here and play. But okay. he came to our first game of the season uh, with the Falcons, with the Savannah Falcons. Mm -hmm. You know, I was able to talk to him, and you know, he, uh, you know, put me up on game about the uh, Southern Steam. So it's just something I wanted to try. We came to a little agreement, and he got me out here. Good, good. I'm, I'm glad to see you're out here. I mean, it looks to me like Alex, and I'm going to ask Alex Nunnery, our producer on the Teal Shirt Report. Alex, it seems like Coach Bobby's got bringing in a lot of new players this year. He has a ton of new players, and he also brought back Rizzy, one of the quarterbacks from the championship two years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, uh, Coach Bobby's son, Bodie, Bodie Damerol is playing. Is he going to be starting a quarterback this year? He should be. Okay, okay. And we're talking to Marquan, Marquan Johnson. And uh, so, Marquan, you'll be back here next week. Is it a long drive for you coming down here? Uh, not actually. It's like two hours. Right, right down 95, so it's not really a problem. I'll be here. Okay, I got you. Well, hey, we look forward to seeing you here. And uh, congratulations on the roster spot with the Southern Steam. And thanks for joining us on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you so much, Marquan. Nice one. You have a Appreciate great day, man. 
Hey, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott. We're listened to in as many as 32 states uh, nationwide. We're international and worldwide, too, in many, many, many countries. Uh, Canada, Montreal, Canada, Quebec. Uh, listen to in the U.K., up in uh, Northern Ireland. Also, U.K., uh, uh, Wales, Newport, Wales area. Andy Powers, hello to you again. And we want to send shout-outs to... Um, you know, folks in Alabama, Mad Max in Alabama, our Georgia Bulldog football insider. I want to say hello to JC, um, who lives in uh, uh, Pocket of uh, uh, Southeast Alabama. And I uh, want to thank all of our listeners. We did a lot of interviews with Southern Steam players. These were some of the new Southern Steam players that are coming in this year in 2021. We know that uh, COVID has played havoc on concerts, sporting events. Now the vaccinations are out there. Things are supposed to be starting to get better now. Uh, I was looking at some stats um, in the local news in which from reports, we understand that as many as 8 million Floridians have already been vaccinated with the uh, COVID-19 vaccines, you know, whether it's, um, the Pfizer, the Moderna vaccination, or even Johnson and Johnson. Personally, I'm, I'm I haven't gotten mine yet, but I'm probably going to go for the Pfizer vaccine. Just in my opinion, I know um, poker player Phil Helmuth told me on Twitter the other day that he uh, had gotten the Moderna uh, vaccination. So there's vaccinations out there. Uh, I will tell you that again. About 8 million, close to 8 million Floridians have been vaccinated statewide in the state of Florida. And in Jacksonville, Florida and Duval County proper, um, I'm hearing close to 220,000 have been vaccinated locally in Duval and in the Jacksonville, Florida area. So that's good news. Um, Don't know if we'll reach herd immunity, but I think that was the goal of the medical people. Uh, we're also going to be checking in with Alex Nunry and getting some of his uh, his reports and, and interviews coming up. We also want to go back and uh, flash back at some semi-pro football action, the Panhandle Crusaders. I got this score and report from David Martin. The Panhandle Crusaders, 24. The Pensacola Jets, 12. Uh, we understand the Panhandle Crusaders next week will play at the Orlando Phantoms. Um, in FCFL action, the Argyle Avengers 22, the Broward Outlaws 6, the final score. Defensive back uh, James Fitch had a couple of interceptions, a couple of INTs. He had two interceptions for Argyle in the Argyle Avengers 22-16 win over the Broward Outlaws. Uh, that was in the FCFL. And again, the Panhandle Crusaders play in the APDFL. The Panhandle Crusaders 24, the Pensacola Jets 12. Uh, the Panhandle Crusaders will play in Orlando next week at the Orlando Phantoms. So that's some of what's going on in semi-pro football action. Of course, we follow the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and other area sports too. Speaking of other area sports, I know Alex Nuttery's out there. Man, he's 
He's following uh, high school baseball, college baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey. The Jacksonville Icemen are red hot right now. They've won eight out of the la- their last nine games. That's right. The Jacksonville Icemen have won eight out of their last nine games in the East Coast Hockey League. But we're going to join Alex Nunnery. I believe he's got some uh, some uh, some college baseball and some high school baseball uh, reports and interviews coming up. As we now join Alex Nunnery, he's everywhere. Here now is uh, BigJReport.com contributor Alex Nunnery, who also does reports and interviews on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Here now is Alex Nunnery. Alex? We go to the bottom of the 11th inning here at Trandy Baptist College Baseball Field. The score... Edward Waters College Tigers from the north side of Jacksonville 13 and the Trinity Baptist College Eagles 4 Damani Thomas with a moonshot of a home run for the Tigers from the North side of Jacksonville, Edward Waters College, the Tigers, their colors, purple, and orange. They play their home baseball games at J.P. Small Park, which was once the home of the Jacksonville Braves, the great Henry Aaron actually played at J.P. Small Park. The final score here at the Trinity Baptist College. Edward Waters, Tigers, 13. Trinity Baptist College, 6. Job deal. Echeverria. The winning pitcher for the Tigers from Edward Waters. Jason DiMartino got the save for the Edward Water College Tigers. All right, we're, we're here with Job Deal Echeverria. A nice win for Edward Waters. He pitched four innings for the, for the Tigers. How, how did you pitch tonight as a pitcher? I just focused on throw strikes, and we made the plays. That's it. All right. You're from what part of Puerto Rico are you from? I'm from Moca, Puerto Rico. All right. So that's where the great Yachty's from, correct? Yes, from Moca, Puerto Rico. All right. Thank you. We're here with Damani Thomas. From the Edward Water Tigers. He hails from Mount Dora. Tell us about that home run. Did you know it was out when you hit it? or? Yes, I knew it was, uh, it was out when I hit it off the bat. All right. Um, how did you all play as a team for the Tigers? Oh, we played together as a team. We came out, wanted to dominate the other opponent. All right. Thank you. 
Okay, and then what do y'all have to work on to beat TBC again tomorrow? Or anything really? Uh, timely hits and make the routine plays. All right, thank you. All right, we're, we're here with Marcus Judd from Edward Waters College. Where are you from, Marcus? Originally from New Jersey. Um, New Jersey? I live in Orlando now. All right. What high school in Orlando are you from? Rich Community High School. Okay. So, were you looking for that that pitch? That, that, that pitch that they hit the single on to hit the game winner? Yes, sir. Um, I've been getting first pitch curveballs all game. Um, I just gambled my first pitch fastball, and I put a good swing on it. I was able to beat it, beat it out. All right. How does it feel to beat a really good team in TBC? It feels good. Um, we always play well against TBC. It's always a good battle between the both of us. Um, and um, it, was, it was a good game today. It was a real good game. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you. Also. We're here with Coach Reginald Johnson II, head coach with Edward Waters. How did you all play tonight, Coach? Well, you know, the guys found a way to win, you know, so the pitchers did well. Uh, kind of slow start with the bats. However, later on, uh, they, they stayed in it. They stayed together, and we found a way to win. So, um, hey, going to sleep well and ready to rock and roll tomorrow. All right. How does it feel to, to win after being, like, a month or so off due to the COVID? Well, you know, it, it feels good to be back on the field. You know, the guys, the guys have done hard, done well, you know, getting healthy, staying healthy, most importantly. And, uh, you know, it's just good to get back out and have some fun. So it was a great, it's a great day. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're here with one of the best freshmen in the NCCAA. Is that right? And Noah Harder. Unfortunately, he took the loss, but eight strikeouts. He was throwing BBs out there. How did you think you pitched today? I think I pitched pretty well. Um, defensively, we could have made some better decisions. Um, but other than that, we played great. So, All right. What do you all have to work on other than the unfortunate nine errors to beat Edward Waters? Um, just the routine plays. That's, that's right. really it. How does it feel like playing really close to home? Uh, it feels good. It's um, it's nice being able to just commute instead of sleeping in a bed that you're not used to. So yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, we want to um, want to especially thank Alex Nunry for those reports and interviews. Also, the Southern Steam guys, the new players that did interviews uh, with me that are going to be playing in the Elite Indoor Football League. Southern Steam kicks off their season on uh, May the 1st at the Ice and Sports Complex here in Jacksonville, Florida. One more year for the Southern Steam at the Ice and Sports Complex here in Jacksonville at uh, Phillips, near Phillips and Emerson. I understand they're going to be moving out of the Ice and Sports Complex next year, but they're going to be in the Ice and Sports Complex all this year from May up till I believe, parts of August. And then the Iceman, the Jacksonville Iceman, have apparently bought that facility, and they're going to be taking taking it over, adding an extra uh, hockey rink to the Ice and Sports Complex, and I think they're going to be calling it the Igloo when they take over, um, you know, sometime in August or September. 
and I talked to Coach Bobby Damerall, who's also the owner of the Southern Steam. They will be looking for another location for next year in 2022, but they're all set this year to play, uh, you know, one one more season at the Ice and Sports Complex in 2021. It's interesting how these, you know, things happen with, uh, with facilities, teams having to, you know, move to a new arena, you know, a new playing um, surface or playing facility, if you will. And so that's some of what goes on, you know, in indoor football, arena football. There's changes, you know, you're always embarking on changes as time goes on. So we're going to cover the Southern Steam, uh, the Jacksonville Sharks in the National Arena League. Uh, you know, up in Georgia, uh, Columbus has the uh, National Arena League team, too. They got the Columbus Georgia Lions, Orlando Predators, and the Jacksonville Sharks, and many other franchises and cities in the National Arena League. The National Arena League will start their season in late May, a little bit of an abbreviated season. As I understand it, all the National Arena League teams will play an eight-game schedule, and then there will be two weeks of playoffs after the eight-game schedule in the National Arena League. So that's the way 2021 uh, indoor football looks. Um course in the outdoor leagues we've been following the APDFL uh, with the reports from David Martin and also you know we've been following the Argyle Avengers uh, you know the St. Augustine Yellow Jackets those teams from the FCFL I want to thank my uh, constituents our you know our bigjreport.com contributors um, you know all the folks that you know, help contribute to the podcast, and especially my producers, uh, Alex Nunry and uh, JC as well. I want to say again, hello to Mad Max uh, up in, uh, he's, he's up uh, near the Georgia-Alabama border. He's our uh, Georgia Bulldog uh, football insider. Uh, my name is Scott. I kind of follow the Gators. I kind of give you a lifetime of Florida Gator football. And of course, we, you know, mainly on the Till Shirt Report podcast, it is what it is. It's a Till Shirt Report, the Till Shirt Report podcast. We cover Jacksonville Jaguars football. You always hear our reports and, you know, our commentary and thoughts on the Jacksonville Jaguars when we start the Till Shirt Report podcast on every episode. This is episode number 23, by the way, in season number two. We had 82 episodes in season number one. We started the podcast uh, back in mid-January of 2020 and proceeded to have 82 episodes in the year 2020. Now we're up to episode 23 here on April the 25th of 2021. Again, a special thank you to our sponsors, uh, Saucerility, Anchor.fm, LakeUfallahits.com, and again, you can follow us at BigJReport.com. A special thank you to our producers, Alex Nunnery and JC. Hey, I'll be back soon. My name is Scott. I'm out. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. And again, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast.